All call, this is Sticker, your host. Welcome to Free for a Fee, a podcast where myself and fellow freelancers will chat about the true cost of freelancing. What's freelancing, you say? Freelancing or being a freelancer is when a person works for themselves rather than for a company, often working and being paid on a job-by-job or a task-by-task schedule, to say it simply. Now, today, we'll be talking about our freelancing journeys, COVID, and the IATSE strike. Joining me today is Aaron. Hello. And Jack. Hello. All right, Aaron, let's hear it. Who are you? Where are you from? Let me hear your freelancing journey. Where did you start? How long have you been doing this? Oh, Lord. What are you even doing? My name is Aaron, and uh, I'm from Long Island. I'm 25 years old. I went to school for theater technology in SUNY Fredonia, graduated in 2018, uh, started working in the city right after that, and uh, I live in New Jersey because it's cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what are you doing? Like, what work are you doing? Oh, um, <laughs> currently right now, I took more since the pandemic hit, like a more full-time job, but that job so I work at sleep no more. Uh, <laughs> um, so I just signed on to be more like full time with them. But my boss is really awesome. And he'll kind of like let me take on extra freelance work if I have it. I just need to give him like a heads up and he'll like make it work around my schedule, mm-hmm. which is super nice. Um, but yeah, so I've been working there and at the public and I have like two designs coming up. So it's just been a busy, busy time. All right. Jack, do you want to give who you are, where you're from, and your freelancing journey? Sure. Uh, so my name is Jack. Uh, I'm from Columbus, Ohio. I grad. I went to Ohio University for theater operations. Graduated 2018. Uh, freelance in the Midwest for about a year, and then moved to the city in 2019. Great timing. Uh, and then left the city 2020 and then I've been back in the city for about three months now uh, freelancing. I'm a freelance uh, electrician and programmer and production electrician. Sit. I guess I would like to start. I know this, but did any of you guys start doing work while in school? Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah. Summer stock mostly. Same. Um, yeah. And for those who don't know what Summerstock is, do you, who wants to explain what Summerstock is? Uh, it's theater or performances that happen during the summer, usually in a very tight schedule. Uh, super tight schedule. Uh, Aaron, what what Summerstocks, or I guess I would say during summertime, where did you work? And I'm going to ask you that as well, Jack. Um, let's the freshman year I didn't do a summer stock I just went home and worked like a normal job and then sophomore year I was an electrician at uh, what's now called the Rev Theater Company in Auburn New York and then junior year I went what did I do junior merry-go-round oh no junior year I was an electrician at um, the powerhouse um, but yeah, so I did that and then I got to program a little bit for Kevin Adams while I was there. So that was super cool. Love that. Um, and then my senior year, summer after I graduated, I went back and I was the uh, assistant master electrician for um, the Rev Theater Company. So where I worked my sophomore year. And then that I ended that in October and that's when I came down and started freelancing in the city. 
sick. And uh, for you, Jack? Uh, let's see. Freshman year, I did the same. I went home and just kind of worked a random job. Um, sophomore year, I did tantrum theater in Ohio, which was through my college. They started a summer stock program. Um, mm -hmm. And then sophomore, or that was sophomore, junior year, um, I went to Des Moines Metro Opera and was one of their internal electricians and did a little bit of programming there. Uh, and then in uh, 2018, 19, and 2021, I was at Jacob's Pillow, first as an apprentice master electrician for uh, one of their theaters, and then master electrician for the other theater uh, the last two years, or the last two summers they did production. Sick. Um, I guess I should also talk about myself. If we're not, if we're going before or after high school, also went to Fredonia University with Erin. That's where I met her. Went there for <laughs> theater production and design, the BFA there. Concentration was lighting, mostly lighting. I tried sound. That was a whole thing. Um, and I guess I will weave in my summer stuff too, because summer uh, freshman year, I don't think I did a summer stock. I came back to work at, um, worked at one of the theaters here in Staten Island. So the sophomore year is where I started working at Jacobs Fellow as well. I was a production intern in 2019. I went back as a, the Doris Duke Theater production coordinator apprentice. Um, then after that, went back again as a facilities administrator. And then went back again as the facilities coordinator. Um, didn't go 2018 or 2020 and then came back this year, 2021 as uh, for about two, two ish weeks as assistant to the director of production. But amongst that, I did have a moment where I did a full-time job uh, at here art center and as well as touring with a ballet folklorico um, contemporary dance company called Ballet Napantla. So anyone hearing this can hear that just amongst the three of us, we have worked in so many different places. And that kind of feels like that is the life of a freelancer. You're constantly going somewhere else, unless obviously with the effect of COVID, we did have to figure out what to do next, where to start and how to restart. I will now take a moment to explain some of the lingo you would hear and talk briefly about COVID-19 and the theater freelancing industry, later adding in my two interviewees. So some lingo you may hear would be 10 out of 12s. 10 out of 12s is an equity mandate, pretty much that actors called for a 12-hour rehearsal can only work 10 of those hours. For example, a 9 a.m. to a 9 p.m. call would have either two one-hour breaks or one two-hour breaks. So you may also hear a lot of acronyms that we say. So there's AME, LD, ME, there's probably others that we said. Those are just acronyms for positions. Example, AME is Assistant Master Electrician, LD is a Lighting Designer, or it could be Lighting Director. ME would be a Master Electrician, but oftentimes these titles could have different letters. There could be some titles that mean the same thing. So in HME would be the house master electrician, but that could also just be a master electrician, which is just an ME. 
So they're very interchangeable. But that's a simple way to say certain job positions. So a call would pretty much be a notification of working, to say it simply. You could also say it's similar to a gig. Um, example, oh, I have a 3 p.m. to 10 p.m. lighting call. So pretty much you're going in from 3 to 8 to work a lighting call. That's pretty much it. Next thing would be tech. Tech is essentially the first rehearsal with lighting, sound, scenery, costumes sometimes, and is often a long workday. And finally, call list. So whether it's official or it's people you know, it's essentially you send in your phone number, your name, and the positions you can work. Sometimes people also ask for a resume, but oftentimes for a call list, they're not really asking for a resume. And essentially, when these people have gigs that come up or they have a certain job that they need or they know someone that needs a lighting designer or a, a lighting tech or electrician or a sewer or, a, or, excuse me, or a stitcher whatsoever. And now to talk briefly about COVID. On March 12, 2020, Governor Andrew Cuomo called for a post-hate shutdown of theaters within a certain holding capacity, but soon after all theaters were shut down. The idea was to open up in a month, however that did not happen because COVID went longer. So many companies and self-employed theater workers were furloughed, laid off, or even left in a silent limbo. It wasn't until roughly March 2021 that theater has really been coming back. Find something like this interesting because we often, like, you know, people always say, oh, it's a small world, it's a small world. But then if we keep breaking it down, so it's okay, it's a small world theater. It's a small world technical theater. And I know we, all three of us, something that we all have in common is that we all do work in lighting. So that's even a smaller, smaller world. And then we have New York City, or I guess it's small world theater world, New York City theater world, New York City world lighting lighting design slash technicians <laughs> <laughs> it just gets smaller and smaller and smaller and then of course you start to work in our age and yada 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 yeah and a, i feel like especially now post-covid like the the labor pool is so small mm -hmm. that if you're on a job with somebody new guaranteed you both know someone that's the same person like it's just everyone literally knows everyone it's truly crazy and that's great but it's also like now so challenging like just trying to find people when like our friend like texted like me and another one of my friends they're like do you guys know like any painters and we're like dude if we knew like we would have them like we need them too you know and like yeah everyone just knowing the same people <laughs> it's mm -hmm. like <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's always entertaining when, you know, I get an email, a text, and a phone call all about the same job. You're like, <laughs> we're trying to find somebody to do this. And I'm like, I've gotten a text about this. Someone's emailed me about it already. Like, well, and especially now, like, everyone's starting to try and reopen. So it's been in, it's been an insane, you know, two months as everyone's trying to reopen. The labor pool is like, what, half of what it used to be? Yeah. Oh, it's like everyone's shorthanded. Everyone's also trying to do the same thing at the same time. And it's just insanity. So it's always like 
I need a friend, and all your friends are booked regardless. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is actually funny we're talking about this because we were going to talk about the effects of COVID for all of us. And we can start with literally the month of March 2020. We can start with just that. I'm wondering what was your thoughts when we heard about COVID in the U.S., let alone in New York City? <laughs> You go, Jack. Okay. okay. All right. Let's start with the beginning before it really hit us. Like, what was your initial like? I mean, I don't know. I feel like it was one of those things that it, it it's hard because you're so ingrained and like I was really bad about keeping up with the news. So I remember hearing like whispers of it type of thing. I'm like, oh, and then hearing that it was gaining traction and that it was getting worse and worse. Um, and you know, it, it you hope it doesn't hit you and you hope it avoids or that we somehow don't get hit by it or it just misses us like yeah exactly just like all that kind of stuff um and then i remember you know hearing about cases starting to pop up across the u.s and then it was you know it was, i tried not to think about it and then it got worse and it was impossible to not think about and you're like it and then it turned into a matter of when we were going to shut down versus if we were going to shut down um, yeah, so it was like, yeah. Okay. And Erin, your uh, pre-March pre shutdown? So it was a little weird for me because, like, I, I saw COVID happening, like, in January because one of my coworkers is from Korea. Mm -hmm. And she would, like, just give me the updates. And, you know, there was, like, all these, like, like news articles being like, oh, there's this disease going on in China and it's crazy. And you're like, oh, wow, like that's super crazy. So like we would talk about it every single day, me and her. And we're like, have you seen, like there's one case in like the US now and like, oh my God, it's in this country now. But like when we were all like, hey, like shelter in place for two weeks, not gonna lie. I was like, sweet, two weeks off of work. This is gonna be great. I thought I was like a two week break. I'm like, I'm exhausted. This is going to be great. And then like, it went on for months and you're like, oh, I don't have a job. <laughs> yeah. So that turned pretty quickly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I honestly had the exact same feeling because around that, before we started hearing about it in the US, I was on tour around that time. So we were still on planes going places and there, the, airports were kind of like uh wear a mask uh but it wasn't like they and they're like we don't even have these here if you came with a mask then good for you um but it was also people were looking at it, people who did have masks like what's your problem is not even in the u.s and us we were also like yeah whatever we're just here for i was with the ballet company then we're like we're here to dance we're like cracking jokes whatever and then that was also around the time I was about to leave um, one of my, I was leaving my full-time job because we were going to have a longer tour. We had more dates set and I was like, I need to leave this place. So I have, I could put my focus on the tour. And once we got back, I knew I had to quickly set up this show that was coming from France, set up their puppet show, set up all the ice stuff. And then once they were set, I was done with the, done with the company. But then I got back and then suddenly, I remember one day I woke up 
after we loaded in this like French ice puppet show and my boss was like, hey, I'm not coming into work today. And I remember thinking, excuse me? So then why am I coming into work today? <laughs> like if you're not. And then he said, hey, just letting you know, we need to strike the show tonight. And I'm thinking, did something go wrong with this show that we took months to plan? <laughs> and I just bought like 15 towels and I'm like Ubering to work for what? And I got there and the place was in chaos. Everyone's like, we gotta find how find out how to get these people back home because they're from France with ice sculptures, a deep freezer, like all this crazy stuff we had to do to get them in. And suddenly, and that was the day they were supposed, to, it was uh, the day before they needed to even open. So it was a dress rehearsal, we just loaded them in and now we needed to strike the show. And that's, I guess that was another thing where my job was like, don't worry, April, everybody will be back. This is just a month. And I was like, sick, I get a whole month to just relax. And then it wasn't a month. <laughs> and I feel like I hear this of a lot of people. They were like, oh, which is kind of crazy that all of us are excited to have that we're like, oh yeah, great. I got a month off. I got a week off. I get two weeks off. And then suddenly it wasn't that. Um, so I guess now I'll check in with you guys for March, 2020 up until September, 2020, if you remember. Uh, I went on a lot of vacations. When I say vacations, I mean, I went to see, I went camping. I went camping a lot. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> there wasn't really anything to do. I kind of like regret not doing more of what I it was such a weird feeling because you know you're unemployed so you don't want to spend the money but also you don't want to go outside because you know like there was such a panic back then like we were washing bags of Doritos <laughs> when you brought them home from the grocery store oh my so it's god like, yeah. you couldn't like go out and like you didn't want to like be like that person and like go out in the public too fast you know but also like I was like bored at home so there was a struggle of like should I go out and do stuff and enjoy this time when I don't have it like go back like home more and it's like or should I do my duty and stay in mm -hmm. so it was like just like a hard mix mm -hmm. um but yeah so I, I was unemployed when uh the shutdown happened I was just starting a contract to be AME at the public mm -hmm. and then they shut down and they're like we're still gonna pay you for like the two weeks that you were contracted for and I'm like and I literally didn't even start the AME position like mm -hmm. the first day they shut down they're like hey don't come in and I was like today's my first day though and they're like no it's not I'm like <laughs> cool so I got paid for those two weeks and then I got on unemployment really quickly. Um, and then I didn't start work until like October-ish mm -hmm. for like an off-brand, not in my field kind of job. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So March, so shutdown happened. I was in tech at 59E59. Uh, we were the day of shutdown was supposed to be our first preview. So we had gotten through 
it was four or five, 10 out of 12s. And then we were uh, doing a note session that morning um, in preparation for preview because we'd done a dress the night prior. Uh, um, and, you know, it was one of the, it, it was such a weird thing because we were quote unquote working, but everyone was glued to their phones. Like we were running scenes, we were editing key, I was lighting programmer. Um, we were like editing stuff, but everyone's mind was so clearly elsewhere because we were just watching the news. And then I forget what it was, or maybe mid morning, maybe around 10 or 11, um, that Broadway and Lincoln Center announced that they were gonna be shutting down. Mm -hmm. And immediately following that, the director, the stage manager, and I think some producers maybe, um, like immediately left the room to have a meeting and talk about it. Um, you know, at that point, everyone's, you know, thrown into a spiral of like, well, what, like, are we gonna shut down? What, what are we doing? What's going on? Um, they came back, told us that they were gonna continue with the preview that night because we had worked really hard to get to that point. Um, so they thought it was necessary as like just a company that we do it because, you know, we had, we had worked, we'd gone through tech. Um, we go to lunch, come back and they're like, pack up your things. We're shutting down for again, two weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, and we're, we'll be back in two weeks and we'll pick up where we left off. Like, thank you for your work. Um, we'll see you soon. Uh, we did not see each other soon. Um, oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, similarly, they paid me for my full contract, which was really nice. Um, and then, yeah, it was those first two weeks, everyone was like, yeah, two weeks off. This is awesome. This is great. Get to hang out. Um, you know, me and my roommates relaxed and just I caught up on what we had been doing the last six months because we hadn't seen each other. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah and then uh yeah then it wasn't two weeks um i left new york in mid-april to go back to ohio just because you know the shutdown was gonna last for a while it's expensive to live here so decided to go home um, was able to get on unemployment really quickly for the most part mm -hmm. uh, and then i was unemployed until uh april of this year mm -hmm. so i uh was lucky enough to go back to jacob's pillow over the summer and work their summer stock program um but yeah i was unemployed did odd jobs here and there but was mostly un unemployed the first six months was spent not doing anything like it was the same kind of like don't want to go out and be that person and also need to leave my house for my own sanity yeah uh, yeah yeah that was the first six months wow the first six months so now let's talk 2021 so by this time or i guess april is when vaccines became more available for everyone because i remember they announced it in new york city it was probably like a week after my birthday that they're like, all right, y'all, vaccines for everyone. I got mine in May. I remember getting mine in April because I wanted to get it before my contract in May started. And mm. around late March, probably I think early April is when they were like, everyone go crazy. 
go get go get vaccinated yeah so something i did want to ask was odd jobs that you did during the pandemic i know for me i started to do consulting at fedex and i still do that here and there it pays <laughs> and it's kind of fun sometimes uh doing game art for people that's how i was making money here and there um you guys uh beginning of pandemic when i was still on unemployment i did i created an etsy shop like every other artist oh yeah <laughs> during this pandemic still going but you know like i knew it wasn't gonna be like a big thing so i was like oh just like to give me a hobby during the pandemic so i did that what were you making I, started, I do a lot of like resin art for basic beach people <laughs> oh <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Really like the beach. I missed it. I wanted to go. That whole struggle thing. So I was like, ah, beach art. Yes. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, and then I, I just needed to like get out of the apartment and like I really missed work. So I applied for like all different kind of jobs. I'm like, I almost worked at David's Bridal. And then, but like, if I was gonna work an odd job, I wanted like at least a decent like hourly mm-hmm. or a discount. Like I really wanted to work at Marshalls, but they don't give discounts. They don't <laughs> give good discounts. <laughs> so I almost took the job at David's Bridal, but then I would have been making less than if I was just on unemployment. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, mm. which is ridiculous. Right? I was like, no. So then I, for like two weeks, I was a secretary at BMW. I was living the life. I didn't have to think at all. It was great. <laughs> and then I'd, I could wear nice outfits. Didn't have to get dirty for work. Great. And then I worked for American Christmas starting in October. And that all went all the way until mm, March of 2021 because uh we would have to set up for like all the christmas stuff in the city and on long island any like tri-state area boston new jersey and then we would have to take it all down afterwards Mm -hmm. in the winter and then we like worked on like a display floor for their company in march um and then after that and that was kind of like somewhat of a more like workforce that we're used to you know just like getting this done like electrical stuff mm-hmm. I'm like okay and then in May like right after American Christmas I got a job someone was looking for they said electrical for a shop here in Jersey and I was like oh yeah I could do electric but they put me on carpentry for like a month and I told them I could do a month so I wasn't leaving but Carpentries, let me tell you, not my thing. And I made it very clear. I'm like, this is not for me, but I said I'll stay, so I'll stay. And then by that time, by May, since May was up at the end of May till August, I worked at the public for their Shakespeare in the Park season. Um, that was pretty much like full time. Mm-hmm. And then I also dabbled in um, a design over the summer on Long Island so like I got back into that freelancing mode and then September well August I started working after the public sleep no more refurbishing Mm -hmm. the building and getting it ready and then 
I was still working like over hire, like free freelancing all around. And now I just got promoted to like, I got full time at Sleep No More and we're getting ready for the New Year's party. And I'm the master electrician for that. So it's been, it's been kind of like going for me since like last year. I will say like it, it hasn't, I've been able to like keep myself busy. So I'm help, help, like happy about that. Yeah, that's yeah, good. I didn't go insane. <laughs> you survived. I survived. <laughs> and you, Jack? Uh, I definitely went insane. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I. This past summer was the first time I was able to get back into the industry to keep freelancing, um, being at Jacobsville again. Uh, and then now back in New York, but odd jobs I worked, um, before that, uh, I got into 3d printing over the course of the pandemic, as I feel a lot of industry people did. Um, yeah. so I got odd job 3d printing gigs here and there for people, um, like printing mass straps was a big one. Um, oh. I did uh, that for a minute and then just like here and there, um, I've had a few friends that needed props that we've like talked about 3D printing and stuff. Uh, I also, back in Ohio, my dad has a small wood shop. Mm -hmm. uh, was I, I like to work with my hands a lot, so definitely keeping busy just making things. Um, for a while I was making like wine stoppers and uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, I almost started an Etsy shop, but at, in the end, I decided against it because um, I can't do that here in the city, unfortunately. <laughs> Wood shops are a little hard to come by. Um, but yeah, other than that, it was a lot of, yeah, just waiting around, hoping things would open back up. Um, yeah. How did it feel going your first time back to theater? Um, I would say for myself, the first official time I was back to theater, um, it was with the ballet company. We went on pretty much, we did a one day performance, but we were gone for two, three days, which was flying out one day to get to the place, driving most of the time, doing the uh, tech and rehearsal and a live streaming and recording of the performance to an empty audience and then coming back home the next day. And then I had to go back to work my regular job. And it felt good, but it also felt very weird because this was a company that all of us are used to piling in a van together, cracking jokes, sharing food. And we all like slept roughly in the same places, hanging out, whatever. But now the first time I saw them, we all were afraid to hug each other or even be like close to each other. And we kind of had that odd thing where it's like, are you hugging? Are you not hugging? Are you shaking hands? Are you not shaking hands? Do you wear a mask? Do you not wear a mask? Until maybe the middle of the second day where we had a drive back to where we were all staying, we all realized that we were kind of felt back to normal because we had our masks off and we we're all hanging. But that also wasn't until um, the school had us do a rapid test. Cause that was around the time where to travel anywhere, even if we went like across state um, lines, you had to quarantine unless you had a positive test. And if you did have a positive test, it was like a four day quarantine instead of 10 days 
um or it was like four or three days he had a quarantine when he got back or some nonsense like that but it was only after the rapid test that we all felt comfortable to even be close so it felt it didn't feel like theater the only thing i guess i would say i was excited was they um we had to refocus some lights and even the company that the house company house staff they were so excited to do anything that our um what is it called the paper we give them to be like this is what we want um, invoice tech writer oh my goodness <laughs> see that's another part of returning back to theater i'm like why did i forget tech writer that should i should just know this because on our tech writer it shows all the stuff we need we need booms we need a hazer we need yada yada and before covid i would get to a, a place and i'd be like can i have these things or and they would be like oh i guess we'll set it up for you but this company was like no no we'll set up booms we'll hang the lights we'll put up a drop do you need a drop do you need a psych do you want us to fix the strike let's let's stretch the site and i was like whoa first off <laughs> the colors in the lights look fine i really don't need any specific colors you know what strike the high sides i don't even need them booms don't set them up like all this stuff i was like i don't need it because i don't want to stress you guys out but they were like we want to do theater again we have not had a show in a year and i'm like i get you guys are excited but also i'm only here for about five hours <laughs> and the show's gonna look good regardless but it was exciting to see them bring in the electrics do a bench focus and like one of the lights went out and then they're like oh i got it i'll fix it and like everyone was just so excited to be and the dancers were excited to be on the stage and they're like hey sam can you warm up the stage for us and like just random stuff like that where i'm like sure i'll turn on all the pars you know because i'm like we don't have heating in this theater <laughs> so, <laughs> so just little stuff that felt it felt good but it was also a moment where i was like do i still know how to do this like and is yep. this something I still want to do? Um, and you guys can go and uh, can start, can uh, add to this. I would also ask um, with COVID, were there any um, things that you start to think about your time in working theater, like your wage, how many hours you're working, just the way you're treated? What's some other stuff that made you think? Um, during your time off, as well as now that you've returned back to theater. So anyone yeah. can go. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that feeling of being back that you're talking about was felt across the board. Like, I, I remember, um, you know, getting, getting into Jacob's Pillow, we had to quarantine for a week prior to getting there. And then you know, PCR test, three days before arrival, rapid test, day of arrival, uh, and then quarantining for an additional, I think it was seven or 10 days once we were there. Mm -hmm. um, double masking everywhere you went, um, even uh, common rooms within shared housing, uh, you had to mask, uh, double mask for, and unless you're like, basically unless you were, if you were outside your, Part your bedroom, you should be double masked, mm -hmm. and there it was, you know, extremely strict. Um, oh, getting back to it, yeah, like I think everyone was super excited to just do the thing again. Like, 
be around other technicians and other people within the industry and collectively work to put a performance on and everyone was eager and really willing to do the dirty work that usually everyone groans about you're like oh we got to run cable through the forest dang it and then this year everyone was like you want 10 cables yeah sure why not uh, uh and then yeah it was definitely and then, i mean things that i've started to notice uh is definitely like personal time off uh realizing you know take a break slow down I, I was really bad about scheduling that pre-COVID because I was, you know, in New York, you always, I always heard stories through college of like, it's a grind, you got to get here and just go. Like, as hard as you can, you just go. And that's what I did. Uh, and then now it's, you don't have to do that. You don't have to kill yourself working every day, 10 hours a day. You can you can take a day off and that's okay. And actually that's really good. And you should do that. And you should take multiple days off. <laughs> um, and just learning, you know, you know, learning what you're, I guess, getting more, getting better at figuring out what I need personally of just like, I need two days off rather than a single day here and there. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Just being more in tune with just what I need and what I'm okay with doing. Mm-hmm. And Erin? Uh, I think it kind of gave me a lot of anxiety. Like, one of my jobs, it's like, like, with the freelance job, like, it, it, one job was really great about, like, reaching out periodically during the, um, pandemic, even though, like, we were just overhired staff, mm -hmm. you know, but they would update us every couple months, like, hey, like, we're not doing shows this winter. Like, okay, like we figured, but it was nice for them to like update us on that mm -hmm. and say, hey, we're not doing this. Hey, we're thinking about doing this, but we'll see. Um, these are the plans. Here's how we're moving forward. So that was super nice from one of them. And another job didn't like, once they let me go, I got nothing. I got no like communication from them. I didn't even know they were like thinking about opening up, like nothing like, is the restaurant park gonna be open? Like what's the, you know, Yeah. no word. And I felt like so, and I reached out saying like, hey, like I like I think like a lot of us like would really love like some word on like, what are your thoughts about this? And this was like before this summer. Mm -hmm. So like before the summer of 2021, about like a year, I'm like, it's been a year and we've heard nothing. And they're like, well, this is hard on all of us. I'm like, okay, well, I'm emailing someone who still has their work email. Mine got <laughs> deleted. So obviously it's been harder on more of us. Um, but um, so I felt like really uh, kind of like almost abandoned and it gave me like trust issues about going back to work. Like, mm -hmm. cause then it became like when I did start working at the public, I was like, okay, like I, I really need to get back to like, what I like you know what I do and let me tell you running up like up and down like bleachers in the summer I was like everyone was like taking a minute we're like does this seem like it got a lot harder basically <laughs> yeah anyone needs a minute so like I feel like a lot of us were like like we needed more rest like we're like wow our bodies are, have been haven't been moving in a year but um when I decided like I think it gave me anxiety about like having full-time privilege like the whole like 
like being laid off and stuff because like um my significant other he uh got he was like laid off obviously he didn't go back to the office but like since he was full-time at the public they still like paid for all of them to be full-time mm-hmm. and they like worked from home mm-hmm. and like he was able to like still be on the the contract for the, like the full time and he was still getting paid his like normal salary and like I was on unemployment and that was like until I think the end of like I think like September for him or like sometime during the end of the summer mm-hmm. is when they had to like like cut that but they still uh, like had cut him on unemployment the, sorry cut um like his salary that's when they laid them off oh yes gotcha um, but they still provided like health insurance for all of them, mm-hmm. and luckily, like I'm not old enough to get kicked off my parents, but I would have been screwed if I didn't have health insurance during the pandemic. And that's what really got me thinking. I'm like, oh, should I get a full time job? I really like designing, so like I like I was very weary about accepting a full time position about where I am, mm-hmm. just because like I I feel like. I always love like going to different places and and working and that's why I love where I am where I can just say hey I'm not gonna be here is that cool like and they'll like yeah (laughs) whatever so like that's why I kind of like the the full-time where I'm at because I could still do my freelancing but yeah that's great and Give me trust issues. <laughs> That's what I got during this pandemic. <laughs> so we're going to come to a close. Do you guys have any final remarks about being a freelancer? I guess if you had any advice or information you wanted to let someone who knows absolutely nothing about freelancing, what's something that you could tell them that I guess you would say is either interesting, educational, or you're like, I just want to say this. Something about freelancing. Um, I don't know. It's a really interesting industry to be a part of being a freelancer. You get to do, at least in my case, I get to do a lot of different things, working on a lot of various projects, which is really interesting. It, it's a really cool industry to be a part of when I can work in a given week, I can work on five or six different projects. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that's very unique about this industry and very enjoyable about it. Mm-hmm. Um, that also comes with the downsides of, you know, you're working for five or six different companies every week. So around tax season, it's not as fun. Oh, yeah. That <laughs> is a whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a whole other beast entirely. Um, but yeah, I think if I, th- I think that's just one of the more enjoyable aspects of this industry is just being able to work on different projects every day and work with different people who have the same love and enjoyment out of that and in this industry yeah yeah i 100% agree with that um Ditto. Uh, all right great so thank you Aaron and jack my vertically enhanced friends 